we said he's omniscient, right? He's omnipresent, right? And then we added something else. We said he's omnitemporal, right? Meaning that there is not an error. He has not been who he is. That means no matter when, he still has the same power he's always had and he always will. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time, God is good. I'm so happy to see so many faces tonight, so many friends of mine, so many people I grew up with I ain't seen in a long time. I see them here tonight trying to look handsome, trying to follow pastor's path. It's all good, amen. So I appreciate all y'all coming on. The praise team, I, pre- I appreciate this choir tonight, right? My God, my God. We praise the name of the Lord. I know there is joy in heaven tonight. That's why I hate sin. I hate sin. I hate the devil. I hate everything that has to do with him. Why? Because I can't see what's going on in heaven right now. And, and if I could, I know I'd be elated. Because the Bible says there is more joy in heaven when one comes than 99 as there. Tonight, we don't have one. We don't have two. We don't have three. We have four. We're supposed to have five. Where's the fifth one? Where's the fifth one? Where's Asha? How come you're not dressed up? Did you change your mind? You see the people? Amen. What you doing, girl? Amen. I know my sheep. I'm supposed to have five. Amen. I'm not a mercenary. I'm a real shepherd. Amen. Praise the Lord. So there is joy in heaven. Folks, we're going to have a good time here tonight. Um, Let me just ask for forgiveness already. Because we're used to this European Catholicism, you know, Catholic way of of baptizing people. When we baptize them, it's always somber songs and slow songs. Tonight we're going to sing joyful songs. Amen. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Come on. All right. We're going to sing to God be the glory. We're going to sing songs because there's joy when someone comes amongst us. Amen. And we know there are many more to come. I cannot wait to get to that part. So I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to be a little quick tonight. But before I get there, let me just remind all of you that this crusade is going on for another two weeks. Tonight we just started the second. Can you believe this week has already gone? Before you know it, it'll be over. It'll be the big concert. It'll be the free time night. Everything, man. It's going to be great. On the 27th, we're going to have a big, big, we're going to go out with a bang. It's going to be a big event here on the 27th, so I'm looking forward to that. But please don't miss any nights because the word of God has been, uh, been delivered here very powerfully every night. And God has some, some very deep lessons he wants us to learn. So make sure you guys come and bring somebody else with you. Um, um, those of you who participated last night in the offering, we praise the name of the Lord for you. Amen. Um, I don't see, uh, I haven't seen other churches do that, but I want to do that. I'm going to tell you how much we collected. Amen. What is the goal? What is the goal? Seven G's. All right. $7,000. We collected 1047 last night. What do you say, church? Amen. 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 That was great. All right, that, that was great, but if we're going at that pace, we need seven weeks. Are you with me? <laughs> because, because if we get another 1,000 next week, so we're still like under. 
So, so it was great winning it to be awesome. Are you with me? So we're going to pray that, that you will uh, continue to help because you know we, we don't need to go into detail, but you all know what's going on here. So if you want to participate Friday night and you want to get your envelope right now so that we can pray over it and ask, ask God to bless it, raise your hands and the ushers will come around and give it to you. My man, he raised his hand first. He wasn't going to be here last night. He gave his thing on, on Wednesday night. That was great. So praise the Lord. Keep your hands raised. Um, we have ushers uh, go around. And we're going to keep giving that because, let me tell you something, I always remind you, whatever you do for the Lord, you are in the soul winning business. Amen? You, you may not be able to preach like I'm doing, but if you give your money, it's as if you preach like I did. You will have stars in the crown. You could play music. In fact, I want to just take this moment to thank everybody, everybody who did something in the first week to make it possible. Give them a hearty amen or hand clap, whatever you need to do, the praise team, the musicians, technology, ushers. Uh, the people that are preparing refreshments, we're going to have refreshments again. The kids' church, the kids have their own wonderful church over there. The prayer team, my God, if you see me come on fire like this, it's because they pray over me every night. So we thank you all for everything that you're doing. Continue to do it. Keep your hands raised if you, if you still need an envelope. Have it. I tell people, even if you don't have the money now, ask the Lord to, to give you money to give to him on Friday night. If it's a job you're looking for, say, Lord, I took this envelope. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I trust you. Amen? Amen. And if you believe him for it, like for real, for real, for real, I bet you he'll come through for you. Amen? Amen. All right. We have some young people here um, that, that need to have their experience with God, namely Marlene. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, yes. They're my kids right there. So I tease them all the time. Yes, especially her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The All only right. reason why is because we're like the same height. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, we're like the, the same height. We're like the same. Pick up the mic and speak. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Okay. One. One last. One last um, uh, item I, I'd like to bring it to your attention before I start um, is that a couple of people came to me tonight and said they've been watching online, and it seems like I'm preaching to an empty church. Because many of you like to sit way in the back, and these benches are very empty. So I've been I've been saying that for months now, and, and now that it, it's here, we on we online, folks. A crowd attracts another crowd. Are you with me? When people turn on, online and they see like a few people here, they're like, ah, it was not, it must have not been that interesting. Y'all, you see what I'm saying to you? So if you guys can come come up, fill up the first pews as you come. You know, just fill up these rows and sit together even if it's a few of you so they'll know that you know if, if there's not people here then they can shoot just here so that it looks good it looks like we have people who are interested in learning about God amen I've been preaching that for the past few months but for whatever reason uh, you know church folks are very difficult but I think I see that we have a different crowd amen so you guys are not stubborn people at all I don't see anybody moving. I, I, I thought I was going to see people moving as I said this, but it's like people still sitting where, like, just fill up these pews. It just, just fill it up. Just fill it up. Don't be afraid of each other. Sit next to one another. It's beautiful. When you look online, it's awesome. It looks like this, this church is together. They love each other. There are spaces in between. I, you know, I don't want to keep doing that every night. That's why I, just, I, ne- I never, you know, bother to say it again. But several people have been telling me, not, not me now, I, I, I did my part, but other people have been saying it would be nicer 
if we could just sit together. So let's fill up these pews here, okay? Love on each other. Love on each other. Love on each other. Come on. I still see some people sitting in the back. I mean, come on, church folks. Come on, church folks. Come on, church folks. Teach the word how it's done. Amen? When your pastor speak, you listen. Amen? We'll come together. Come on. All right, all right. We'll still see some people, but, you know, hey, it's all good. It's all good. We're going to spend the next 15 minutes because we have baptism, so I don't want to uh, stay long. So let's get to our theme song. I'm hoping that we have our presentation ready. If we have it, let's go right to it, please, so that we can spend this little time together. Amen? Amen. Tonight our sermon is uh, the gateway to the kingdom of God. What is the title tonight? Uh, which sermon is this as far as number? The eighth, eighth sermon. That means we've been here for eight nights. My God. The gateway to the kingdom of God. Would you like to know what the gateway is? Would you like to know what the gateway is? Would you like to know how to enter into the kingdom of God? If you'd like to do so, I want you to, I'm going to invite you to stand with me. We're going to sing our theme song, What If It Were Today? And then we'll get into the answer to that question, what is the gateway to the kingdom of God? Jesus is coming to earth again. Sing like you mean it. Jesus is coming to earth again. What if it were today? someone who really really needs to hear this and at the end of this may we all exclaim Jesus Christ visited us tonight in Jesus name we pray everyone say amen, amen. you may be seated spirit check amen the gateway to the kingdom of God we're going to hear from Jesus tonight in his own words Mark 16 verse 15 and 16 what, what chapter in verse? Mark. Verse. Y'all not repeating. Y'all not repeating. Mark 16, verse 15 and. And he said to them, who is he? Jesus. Jesus said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel of the whole, to the whole creation. Whoever 
believes and is baptized will be saved. There's a but. But whoever does not believe will be how many people would like to be saved here tonight? Raise your hands. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you know what to do if you want to be saved, right? If you have to believe and you have to be what? Baptized. What will happen to those who are not baptized? My God, my God, my God. Spirit check. You got to be born again. What does baptism mean? What does baptism mean? Baptism from the Greek, baptizo. What's the Greek? Test question. What is the Greek word for baptism? Baptizo, which means to dunk, to immerse, or to go under water. What does it mean? To dunk, to immerse, or to go under All right. So, when somebody sprinkles water over my head, is it the biblical way? Talk to me. I researched the internet, and there are over, over two dozen ways to be baptized. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that. I mean, some people, they sprinkle some water, right? Some is salt. Some, they get baptized over the phone. Yeah, I baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Some, they walk underneath a flag. They make three steps. And now the, 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 uh, some other people say, you know what? It's not enough to do three steps forward. You got to do three steps backwards. One for the Father, one for the Son, for the Holy Ghost. They get, they get baptized with rose petals. I mean, it's crazy out there. Are you with me? But we know, yeah. Oh, you heard something else? There's a drive through baptism. How does that work? It's a drive through baptism. Did you hear that? It is crazy because, you know, whatever God creates, the devil deviates. You know that, right? So, so the way to be baptized is under water. And there is also a prerequisite for this baptism. You have to believe. Hello. What's the prerequisite? You got to believe. Now, when, when we take a little baby like Belle, or maybe before that, <laughs> we baptize her, right? Can she believe? Can a baby believe? Talk to me. Can a baby believe? No. No. That means it has to be a person of age, right, that can understand. It could be as early as eight or nine. However, that person needs to understand what they're doing. Are you with me? All right. So if you were baptized in the Catholic church when you were a baby, you need to do it again. <laughs> he do it again. And Brother Baptist? He did it again, but if you are baptized in the Catholic Church, you got to do it again. Amen? If you can't remember when you were baptized, you don't know why you did it. I ain't going to say nothing about that, but you need to do it again. Amen? Because baptism means so much. and It is not something to be taken lightly. And Jesus said something else. Whenever I pause long, this freezes. So the person up there, technology, could you take me to the next slide? So it can work again. Uh, Jesus was speaking to one of the great Pharisees, one of the doctors of the law, Nicodemus. Many of you may know the story. He believed in Christ, but because of his reputation, he could not come to him during the day. So he had to come at night 
when nobody else wanted to see. Do you, do you know people like that who's, who's trying to serve God, you know, under the cover? You know, like, you know, as, as, as Haitians, me and my wife, we have, we have this little joke. We call it under Charles. The Haitians will understand what I'm saying. It'll get to you in a minute. Under Charles, ambassador. Oh, y'all just, y'all even. <laughs> it's undercover, right? Because the person, like, they don't want their friends to know that they're Christians. Are you with me? If you believe in Jesus, it should be a pride for you, right? You should be happy. You should be glad that you're a Christian. Amen? Some kids, you know, they, they, they leave home a certain way. They dress properly. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm stepping on some toes. And then they have the extra clothes in the backpack. When they get to church, they, when they get to school, they look a different way. And you drop them off to school a certain way, but they take pictures on Instagram. You're like, that's not how you left this morning. Are you with me, church? You're supposed to be one way all the way because God never changes. Amen? So Nicodemus came at night to see Christ because he believed under Charles. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all know every time I say this what I mean now. And so he said, what do we do? to receive eternal life, to be saved, to go into heaven. And Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and... My God, my God. This is serious. See, sometimes we read these texts and we say, ah, whatever. Jesus is saying that. I assure you. So he, That's him swearing, saying, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God if you don't get baptized of water and spirit. So that tells me baptism of water is also the prerequisite of baptism of the Holy Spirit. Did you get that? Did you get that? That means you have to be baptized of water first and then you can be baptized of the Holy Spirit. Did you see that? So, so that also tells me that some people are baptized of water but they're not baptized of the Holy Spirit. So we have wheat and tares, right? The wheat are the ones who come in and and, and, you know, they're baptizing to change their life. But sometimes we have some wet tears. Did you get that? You have, you have people who were tears, and then they get baptized, they don't change. They're still tears. Hello. We have people, church members who are baptized, but they're saying they're probably worse than when they were before they were baptized. Because now they have the word of God to manipulate and then act like, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about? Because now you're worse because you're perishing with knowledge now. At least back then, before you were baptized, you didn't know what you were doing. Now you know what you're doing, and you're still trying to act cute. Are you with me? So we need to be, after we get baptized of the water, we need to ask God to baptize us of the Holy Spirit. But the prerequisite is for you to be baptized of water. Amen? And Jesus himself was baptized. And sometimes I see in the Passion of Christ, when, when it's certain denominations who, who, who do the passion of Christ, you know, they have Jesus come just get into the water and he doesn't go underwater. You seen some passion of Christ like that? Which is just don't actually get under the water. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They have their own agenda. But the Bible tells us here in Matthew chapter 3, thir- uh, 13 through 17, Jesus went from Galilee to, to Jordan River to be baptized by John by John. So John is what they call John the Baptist because he was the one baptizing all the people and he was doing it the right way. John tried to talk him out of it but he said, and John said, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, Lord. But he said, so he said, so why are you coming to me? And then Jesus says, I come 
to you, I should, it should be done. For we must carry out all that God requires. Who requires it? My God. So don't, so don't think you can just be a Christian and don't do these requirements and you're going to go to heaven. No, sir. Hello? So John agreed and, and baptized Jesus. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, if Jesus came out of the water, he must have been in the water. Are you with me? We, 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 we need to read in between the lines. The Bible is, is, is a book of stories, but it, it's also a real book of true events. So when you read it, you know, there are some, you got to read in between the line. So if he came up from out of, um, if he came up out of the water, that means he was in the water, right? So the heavens were open after he was baptized of water. The heavens were open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove settling on him. That means after the baptism of water, he was baptized of uh, the Holy Spirit. My God, my God. All right. And then the Bible says something happened. Something happened. If we can go to the next slide, that would be great. Something happened. The voice came from heaven, said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. I believe that the, the heavens are still saying that when someone gets baptized. This my beloved son. This my beloved daughter. You know how I know that heavens is still saying that? Because the Bible tells me in Luke 15, 7, in the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous in heaven straight away. My God. So if there's joy in heaven each time, I believe God is still saying, my beloved son, my beloved daughter, you bring me great joy. Amen. My God. This is so cool that God is mindful of us. If we can go to the next slide, that'd be great. It seems like I am stuck. I'm not sure what's going on. Now, let's look at the spiritual meaning of baptism before we close. The spiritual meaning of baptism. Do you know, remember, I, I keep telling you that nothing with God is petty, right? Nothing with God is shallow. Nothing with God is superficial. When he tells you something, it, it runs deep. So even if you don't understand it, you need to do it because it's, it has more implications than you think. Do you know there's a big mystery in baptism? Do you know that? Do you know that when you get baptized, something mysterious happened? My God, I don't think you understand it. Romans 6, 4 says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live. I know we read this, it's like, okay, what was the mysterious about that? Okay, let me go deep with you for a moment. So think of the baptistry as a tomb. We call it the, the liquid tomb, right? Le tombeau liquide, the liquid tomb, right? So now when you go in there, you're buried symbolically. In your sin. That means automatically, if you do it all your heart, as soon as you get up out of the water, your sins are left there. And you start a new life with Christ. Just like when you, tr you confess your sin on the Lamb, and then symbolically your sin transferred, it's like your old life is left in there. And you start a new life. But that's not the deep part yet. The deep part is, that means now you're dead to the underworld. 
Oh, y'all yeah, didn't get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, walk slow. All right. I have I have a lot of Haitians here. I have a lot of people who know voodoo. What I'm talking about. Let me let me bring it home for for just a moment. It allow me to 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 use my upbringing to explain what what I'm trying to say here. Y'all know about people killing people through voodoo, right? And when they do that, the person is not really actually dead, but they do some mysterious things. And then they bury the person. They go at night. What do they do? They call them. They raise them back from the dead. They turn them into zombies. Y- y'all know. Yeah, to, to some folks, I'm sorry, American people, Caucasians, or whoever's watching, you may not understand what I'm talking about. But these people here know this is real. All right? This is for real. All right? So when they do that, when they do that, the person comes back and becomes a zombie and is working in the garden or whatever, taking care of stuff. They, 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 they do all kinds of stuff for them, right? The way they do that is they go to, like, the witch doctor, right? They go to a voodoo priest or somebody, and then they call on the, They do something, and then they can see the life of that person, and they have ways of getting their soul or they're getting into their lives. And then if the person is not walking with Christ, they see everything about you, and they know how to get you. So they, they're able to kill that person and turn them into a zombie. But whenever it is a child of God who was baptized in water, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, when they go to the witch doctor, they don't see you. They see a big old light that comes. Because now you know it's no longer you that lives, but it's Christ that lives in you. So we say the same power that raised him from the dead is the same power that's going to raise you from the dead. In other words, nobody can mess with you. Your soul belongs to God once and for all. I wish I had somebody understood what I just said. So you don't need to go to a voodoo priest to put some on you and to do this and that to get you strong. Once you come in the name of the Lord right here. You don't need to be rolling in no mud and bathing in dirty water. You come in here. This clean water right here. In the name of the Father. We serve a clean God. Amen. He does everything clean. Look at your pastor. Amen. Everything clean. In Jesus name. So, 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 he, so he, 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 God uses clean means. And sometimes because it's so simple, people think it's not that significant. No. Baptism is something mysterious. All these people that's going to get baptized tonight, the devil has no power over them. Period. The people that the devil has power over are the people who are wet tears. They're still baptized, but they're still living the old life. Now you, you make belief that you belong to God, but in action you, belong, you don't belong to God. That's why the Bible says if you profess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, then you shall be saved. Are you with me? So you can go in there. If you, mess, you think you're messing with God, you're messing with yourself. If you go in there, it's not for real. The devil still has power over you. But if you go in there, you give Christ your life for real. You make a commitment to walk with him for real. And you have him as your Lord and Savior tonight. Your name is written in the book of life. The enemy cannot see you in his world. Are you with me? There is this other thing called 
interpolation. Well, I don't know how to say it in, 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 in English, but like when they call the person. Let me tell you something. The devil is very wicked. He gives his people some very strong means to get you. By any means necessary, he's after you. Remember I told you, the devil wants you, God wants you. You're stuck in the middle. Remember I told you, you must choose one. Remember that. This ain't no joke. There's no, there's no such thing as a standalone human. You're either influenced by God or by Satan. That's, that's it. The only will you have is to choose which one you're going to be with. So, let me just tell you this right quick. So now, this, in, 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 like, interp- I forgot how to, interpolation, interpolation. Anybody has, has heard what I'm talking about? When they call you. Like, for example, somebody can be in Africa, in Haiti, wherever they are. If you're not in Christ, they have this white thing, this white bucket of water. And they have a dagger, mysterious dagger. They, 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 they call your name. Once you appear... They just stab you. Once they stab you, the clean water turns into blood. Wherever you are, you're dead. Wherever you are. (laughs) And then people thinking, oh, my God, he has a heart attack. Oh, natural death. Oh, God. Oh, this, oh, that. The devil killed you. But there's, I, 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 I've heard the experience of a, a person who was, who was baptized in Jesus' name. And they were trying to do this. As soon as they called the person's name, this bright light showed up. Everybody fell on their back. And they said, oh, that's a child of God. We can't mess with him. And if they keep messing with you, they're going to die. Sometimes their little voodoo place catch on fire. Sometimes they're dead. Their children are dead. That's why... The, the witch doctors, they know not to mess with people who are in Christ. But if you walk in one foot in, one foot out, they got you. Are you with me? There are some witch doctors here right now. Y'all don't even know. They know what I'm talking about. Amen? There are some people from the lodge right now. They think I don't know. They're here because they're in every, every, every place. They're trying to test. Over here, this is the house of God. God is in control here. Amen? If you know what's good for you, then you bring yourself and we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost so you too can be saved. Amen? So this is what this means right here. You're buried with Christ. When you're buried with Christ, that means no one else can raise you from the dead except for Jesus Christ. Amen? There's one last thing I wanted to tell you, but the time has gone. The time has gone. I want you all to stick around for the baptism. Amen? It's, it's quite early, so don't go home. We're going to be here together. Um, this last thing I wanted to, to show you was, is in Acts uh, chapter, chapter 19. Some people say if they were baptized before, they cannot be rebaptized. Seventh-day Advent has been, cru- uh, been criticized, been scrutinized, and crucified for baptizing people again. Let me just tell you, rebaptism is biblical. Did you know that? It's biblical. All right. If somebody was baptized and you didn't know the whole truth, once you learn the truth, you need to rebaptize and make a new commitment. It's like you were swearing allegiance to a different king. Are you with me? If you were married to someone, right, and you get divorced, you need to remarry again. Are you with me? So it's like if you knew that you only had to do this, 
and you were still in error, when you find out the whole truth, you got to recommit your life. So Acts chapter 19. Let me just give you this, and we're going to close. Chapter 19, 1 through 5. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road to the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And then, I, I love the Bible, man. If you dig deep, you'll see it. It's very clear. So Paul asked them, then what baptism did you receive? John said, uh, 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 John, John's baptism, they replied. Who baptized Jesus? John. So it was the right baptism, yes? That means they were baptized in water. Do you see it? They received John's baptism, not another baptism. But now... He says, uh, but and, Jesus, and, and Paul says, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people, and he told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Were they baptized before? Yes, they were. Were they baptized to the right baptism? Yes, they were. Because it was the baptism of John. But yet, when Paul studied with them, they saw some more truth. Guess what? They rebaptized. Amen? Amen? So baptism is not a joke. Baptism is not something we just do just for the sake of doing it. But if someone was with Christ, they left, they went astray. If they want to come back, they got to be washed again. Amen? And also, it's a, it's a point of entry. Remember? It's the, a, point, a, a, a point of membership. When you come in, you profess that you're a Christian, you become members of the family of God. Are you with me, church? So if you divorce your wife and you want to be back in her life, like intimately, what do you need to do? Remarry. So it's the same as rebaptism. Amen? So it's not something we do casually. We just baptize. But no, 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 no. But we do it so that the person can recommit their lives to Christ. Is rebaptism biblical? Do you see it? Okay, what text, what text we can find that explains that? Acts chapter 19, 1 through 5. As children of God, we need to know where it is in the Bible. Amen? So, if that's the case, Acts twenty two sixteen. what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away, my God, by calling on the name of Jesus. We heard it this morning. There's only one name. What's that name? Jesus. Just as I am without one plea. Did you receive the word tonight? Did you receive the word tonight? Was it clear for you? So if you don't get baptized, it's not because you don't know or it's not because you didn't hear. It's because you don't want to. And so your soul is on you. Your blood is on you, not on me. Amen? Just as I am without one plea. We thank God that tonight we have five souls that are going to commit their lives to Christ. Are you ready? Please get up and come forward. I want you all to give a big hearty amen, a big hand clap, whatever you do for Jesus. Go ahead and do that. Amen? Amen. You can't be baptized yet, baby. It's your turn, okay? You got to believe first. Can't believe now. I know there, there will be some more people 
that we'll be baptized. Uh, uh, we'll be baptizing um, the next week. Every Saturday night, we're going to have baptism. Amen? Amen? Amen. So if you're not ready this week, but you want to say, I'd like to be part of the next baptism, I want you to raise your hands where you are right now. And I'm going to pray a prayer so that God can seal your decision and make it possible. We know we have a, a couple more candidates that, that's going to be baptized next week. But if you have not yet made a decision, don't wait. Don't wait. You don't know what tomorrow brings. Amen? So as I sing this song, if the Holy Spirit is moving your heart, the ushers are passing by with the cards. The ushers are going to come with the cards. Raise your hands where you are. Say, I need a card so that I may make a decision for my life so I can be in the kingdom of God. What is the gateway to the kingdom of God, folks? Baptized of water and spirit.